Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. I love that we sit here and just laugh, and then we just have to start. I know. I know. If you don't just start, we'll just diddle laugh. around all day long. It's just a dilly-dally. And get serious. Well, anyway, long time no see. <laughs> How you been? Been a long time, Inga. <laughs> Oh my oh, goodness sakes. We got to get serious. We said we're getting serious. We are so serious. Afternoon podcasting is hard, difficult. Yeah. It is. Like, I just feel like we're I'm, just kind of rum dummy. Really out of line and. Tired. I wonder, we'll have to ask our moms if they can to guess which ones we recorded in the <laughs> afternoon versus when we were actually had it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The expectation of keeping it all together all day long is very high. It is. It is very high. I was actually having the high expectations conversation last night. Um, so Mike and Betty, um, they basically were talking about shipping some things and oh it brought boy. back the memory of, of the, dare I say it? Um, anyway, the store that <laughs> ships UPS that <laughs> basically shipped our overnight package back to ourselves when we had the shop and it was a set of motorcycle forks that had to be they needed to be where they were supposed to be yeah and the next day we get them back and I'm like I take them back to the store that ships UPS and he said ma'am your expectations are too high did you just reach across and just (laughs) grab him by the throat and just shake him I say you had one ding Dang one job. job. I don't understand. How did you. this get sent back to me? So anyway, um, I did not do that, but I I'm have, impressed. I have since <laughs> I think I think after that I found a card. Do you remember? I think I sent you a card like the secret to to happiness is lower, to lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's a truthful thing. <laughs> oh, very much so. Uh, anyway, so yes, I don't know what where they even got me off on that tangent. But yeah. here we are, and we have high expectations for ourselves, and we're going to pull it together, even though it's the blow afternoon. Blow it every day. And we are going to eventually get to the topic of um, speaking about multi-generational living yeah. and some examples right. of how people have done things. So, right. But anyway, we're going to start with this verse, and it's a real butt kicker. So <laughs> listen up. Because are you ready to get uh, chewed by the word of God? Yes, yes. So this is First uh, <laughs> Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You better take care of your people, man. Boom. Get your house in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, (laughs) 
to to that end, it says, take care of widows who are destitute. If a widow has family members to take care of her, let them learn that religion begins at their own doorstep and that they should pay back with gratitude some of what they've received. Mm. This pleases God immensely. You can tell a legitimate widow by the way she has kept put all of her hope in God, praying to him constantly for the needs of others as well as her own. But a widow who exploits others' Emotions and pocketbooks, well, there's nothing to her. Tell these things to the people so that they will do the right thing in their extended family. Anyone who neglects to care for family members in need reputes the faith. That's worse than refusing to believe in the first place. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody behave. Yeah, behave and help your family. Help each other. I'm kind of actually excited to talk about it. I mean, we we talk about our families all the time, but I was just thinking about the scenario of kind of the setup with my mom and grandma and my brother. So when we get to that. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah. yeah. Our families never, ever knew that they were like the guinea pig of our discussions. They're probably like, oh God, what are they going to say about us this time? It's just as bad as like the kindergarten thing you were talking about. (laughs) What's going to pop out of their mouth this time? Right. My dad likes to sit. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. This is our 101st episode. Oh my word. We've been doing this for a while. 101 of these babies. 101 of these babies. That's crazy. Anyway, good job. Congratulations. Yeah, good job. Cool. Good job, Alyssa. We got the thumbs up. We did. Cool. All right. So moving on, what did you bring for a good news story? I brought up, since we're talking about multi-generational housing, Mm -hmm. any housing where you're going to take someone in, um, this family adopts an elderly neighbor as their honorary grandpa. Oh, For the holidays and heartwarming daily moments. This... um, after moving from Texas to the East Coast, the family adopted the neighbor who um, jumped in and helped welcome them. Aww. And uh, it's just really cute. He was 82 years old, and it happened because they saw that he was struggling, so they took a ladder to help him, and it just bloomed from bloomed there. From there. Um, and basically, the, the new people that were moving in were so scared to wonder who their neighbors were going to end up being. And actually, this story very much reminds me of a new movie that's out called A Man Named Otto. Mm. And Otto is actually Tom Hanks. Oh. And he is um, a gentleman that just recently lost the love of his life, and he's older. And he multiple times literally tries to commit suicide. Oh, no. But every time he does, it's like this new family comes barges in or knocks or he looks to see what they're doing outside because they're making a ruckus and it it, he's not supposed to end up doing going that way right right um anyway it's a great show it's very very cute and he finally and he's cranky and he's mad all the time (laughs) and he's just very bitter Mm -hmm. and um they end up bringing joy to his life. And Aww. so that reminds me of my honorary grandpa story. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So is it like on Netflix? It or is Peacock? on okay. Netflix. Uh, what is it? A Man Called Otto? A Man Called Otto. O-T-T-O. O-T-T-O. You got to watch it. It's very sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Will I cry at all? You will cry. Dang it. See, I don't go looking for movies that make Just me cry. Just at the end, you'll be fine. I know. I know. Just I have, to be, I have to be in the right mindset for that. Sometimes I think people like... Well, they just have, a, it's time to watch a sad movie. I need a good cry. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, anyway. Okay, well, I also was thinking about this and um, and how, like, multi-generational and people 
doing things that bring them joy later on in life. And yeah. so I came across this story about sweet petunia and it is from my um, chicken soup for the golden soul, I think is the one, the book it came out of. Okay. But anyway, uh, first of all, we have a quote from Mark Twain and it says, the best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer everybody else up. Oh, which wow. I think is so true. I love <clears throat> that. So then we have sweet petunia. It also caught my eye because tuna, our kitty cat, tuna is short for petunia. Right on. Yeah. Okay, there it was, the advertisement that kept reappearing in her local newspaper calling out to her. She could no longer resist. Much to the amazement of her family and friends, this rather dignified 70-year-old woman followed her heart and enrolled in clown school. (laughs) Not surprisingly, she was the oldest in her class. She painstakingly mastered face painting and struggled to create recognizable balloon animals. But persist she did, graduating with top clown honors and sweet petunia was born. Most folks would find it rather strange that a woman of her age and particularly someone so shy would long to be a clown. But Sweet Petunia saw this as the perfect opportunity to unleash her long pent up playful side without fear of disapproving eyes. Cute. The transformation began. Chalk white face, vivid blue, widely arched brows, cherry red nose, and smiling brilliant red mouth. She chose a baggy blue shirt and a pair of voluminous white trousers, which puddled over her red floppy shoes. Next came a bright yellow mop of hair topped by a white pork pie hat. In the hat, her signature, two purple petunias. Out the door she would go, volunteering her services at hospitals, community fairs, store openings, or a myriad of other places needing a good clown. Don't you feel like a fool at her at your age snapped her older sister as they drove to a granddaughter's birthday party these words served only to make sweet petunia more jubilant about her new pursuit (laughs) what look at these faces smiling laughing having a good time after all everyone loves a clown (laughs) one particular afternoon sweet petunia slapped her red floppy feet down the corridor of a downtown hospital as she turned the corner of the east wing her ears were assailed by a string of horrible curses and a clanking of metal hitting concrete Uh she hesitated and started to turn around but just then a young sobbing nurse darted out of the room and nearly collided with her startled to see a clown. The nurse crumpled into sweet Petunia's arms words shot from the young woman's mouth, like staccato bullets or staccato. Sorry. Right. That's the music <laughs> term. staccato bullets. He is awful. He's the meanest patient I've ever met. He's sure he's very ill, but that's not my fault. The young nurse was clinging so tightly to sweet Petunia. She could hardly breathe. Let me see him. Sweet Petunia said, oh. the, the two moved slowly through the doorway. A waxen-faced man glared at them. As soon as his mind registered the fact that he was looking at a clown, his mouth fell open and he sucked in a great breath. What? What is this? You look ridiculous. (laughs) Sweet Petunia's red mouth smiled her brightest. I look ridiculous. You look and sound ridiculous. Get out. I'm dying and I don't want to look at either one of you. The nurse moved to leave, but Sweet Petunia held her arm and stepped closer to the bed. If you are dying, is this how you want to be remembered? She pointed to the metal bedpan lying upside down between them where he had thrown it. Some legacy. That was the first visit between Sweet Petunia, or the first visit Sweet Petunia made to room 226. This unhappy man is going to be my special project, she resolved. In the following months, she stopped by at least once a week. Never daunted by the patient's outburst, Sweet Petunia was determined to reach that tender side she was convinced all people have, no matter how tough the exterior. Sometimes she would visit as Sweet Petunia and sometimes without the costume, yet something of Sweet Petunia remained even after the makeup was washed away and the clown suit was hanging in her closet. Mm. She always 
always brought her supply of balloons. Patient 226 became very good at purple giraffes and green poodles. In spite of being very near death, um, this man's last weeks of life were brightened by Sweet Petunia. As for the young frightened nurse who introduced Sweet Petunia to patient 226, she said, Sweet Petunia gave me new perspective on how to help patients. Not only did Sweet Petunia change the life of the meanest patient and the young nurse, she also changed the lives of many others. But one of the most remarkable transformations took place in her. Um, Once a a reticent, shy individual who retreated from the limelight, she easily and happily became the focus of the room as Sweet Petunia. The affirmation she experienced as Sweet Petunia enhanced her ability to experience her real life. By the time Sweet Petunia had her five grandchildren, that radiant personality was full-blown and genuine. She was an absolute delight to Kevin, Victoria, Drew, Gabrielle, and Gavin. Mm. One of their grandmother's favorite antics earned her the name Grandma Whistle. Whenever she came for a visit, she wore a whistle around her neck and blew it to the kids' delights. Sweet Petunia has always been special to me, but one unexpected encounter was especially endearing. It had been one of the worst days at the company where I worked. Budgets were shrinking, files were files um, were vaporizing, impossible deadlines were looming. What next? The receptionist announced the arrival of my 4.30 appointment. I was unaware of any scheduled visitor for that time. Reviewing my calendar, I asked, are you sure this person has an appointment with me? I think you need to see this one for yourself, replied the receptionist. (laughs) Uh, Noting the wide grin of my associates, I headed down the hallway. Standing in our lobby in all her clown glory glory was sweet Petunia. If I ever needed some love and laughter, it was now. She smiled and hugged me, squeezing out my stored up misery. When the onlookers knew it was safe to laugh, one of them asked, who is she? With heartfelt love and admiration, I answered, I'm going to cry. This is Sweet Petunia. Her grandchildren call her Grandma Whistle. I call her mom. Oh, Isn't that great? So cute. Good for Sweet Petunia. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the picture that cracks you up of me when (laughs) I was. I know. I know. The clown. Yes. Because you're the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a picture and um, I thought this little lady, I mean, she couldn't have been like four, four and a half foot and um, she was, and it was a a national race. So everybody's, you know, our international race. So everybody that was from USA was like red, white, blue. And so I had minimal, I had the blue shirt with the (laughs) whatever. (laughs) And this lady went out of her way to have the painted face, the whole shebang. Well, I said, can I get a picture with you? And when they took the picture, actually looked she's looking at me sideways like I'm the clown I know it was the funniest thing I'm like she is total side-eyeing you like you're the weirdo (laughs) it's great she may be right that makes me think of under the big sky um different sort of dressing up but there was a lot of men in speedos oh what are they thinking festival and that away and and basically so many people were asking to get pictures with them ew just having the time of their lives and I'm like you know what (laughs) I don't want to see anybody that scantily dressed. I, I definitely don't want to see a dude in a Speedo. Yeah. But they give no cares at all. Well, they, they usually have the bod that shouldn't have a Speedo well, on. Well, yes, that. <laughs> Anywho. So, no Sweet cares. Petunia. The, That's an adorable story. I love it so much. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was great. Cute, cute. So anywho, if you guys have good news stories or verses that you want to share with us, please email those to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Um, go and subscribe. You can watch us or listen to us pretty much anywhere you would get podcasts. If you want to watch, do that on YouTube and take it away, Julie. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> what I think is funny is um, basically holding up our magazines. 
our AARP magazines. This one was to Kevin at Superior Sled and Cycle. Um, but when you... Oh, yeah. This came to my husband. Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> so it's that's our great. But it was funny because you're like, oh, I got we've got to talk about this article. And I was like, wait a minute. I've seen that catalog or I've seen that magazine before. So, yes, anywho. yes, today we are talking about the magazine AARP, August, September of 2023. Yes. And um, we get that at my house and evidently <laughs> your house as well. And I always go through it thinking, is there any topics that we yes. haven't touched on? And the one that caught my eye this time was actually how to grow your home. And what they're saying is when somebody gets absorbed into the family, be it grandma or whoever, these are different different scenarios of people that actually did alterations to their homes to accommodate a loved one moving in. Yep. And so it's just so unique in terms of what is your house able to do right? and absorb. Um, and we both know uh, that our mothers have basically absorbed their mothers yep. into their houses. Um, nothing structurally for either one of us. Right. But like mom, you know, grandma has a special bed that she sleeps so good in. Right. So mother literally took her stuff out of her bedroom, took the guest bedroom and made the main bedroom mother, grandma's yeah. yep. and put in her bed and all of her things. Yeah. So that was a, a change. Mom's now very fond of her smaller room. Um, is it the horsey room? The horsey room <laughs> makes it feel comfortable. Your mom is next door, but on nights that she's not quite as comfortable yep. with grandma being alone, she'll literally pack um, a bag and go yep, and have a sleepover with grandma. Yep. So there's many ways to go about it. Well, and the cool thing about the setup that my my mom and grandma and brother have is they all are very close on the property. I right. mean, far enough that they're not, you know, seeing anybody out in their underpants or anything like that, but, but close enough that um, there's a lot of support there. Yeah. So just like you're saying, on the days that maybe grandma isn't feeling as good, if mom just is like, yeah, you know what, maybe I need to spend the night. She can just easily spend the night. Yeah. And like what grandma has done in her house is, I mean, they... Her and grandpa's bedroom was upstairs on the third floor, oh, okay. which I think actually over time was really good for them because they were having to climb up all of those stairs and yeah. down and that just movement and the use it or lose it situation. Right. But when it became um, not safe anymore to do mm -hmm. that, then grandma just moved everything down to what was once known as the TV room. Ah. And she's got a Murphy bed in oh, there yeah. and that's what she sleeps on. And then there's a, um, there's a room across the hall that also has sleeping yeah, those you Murphy know. beds are cool. Yeah, um, I just always think about in sitcoms when they like fold up onto the wall. <laughs> somebody somebody's gets folded in up them. in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I talked to a family just this morning that they were saying, uh, "Mom's got this new diagnosis, and mm -hmm. we, so we've got to consider what's going to be her care." Okay. Um, and she said, "Mother actually lives on the, the her brother's property." Mom, mother's son's mm -hmm. property. I was talking to the sister and next to the house, they have the, the mother-in-law apartment. Mm -hmm. So it's not in the house, but they have that tiny house yep. that's right next door. So what we were talking about, and I said, what happens if she needs you in the middle of the night? And they're like, oh, well, we still have the cell phones. Right. And I said, okay, that's all good till it's not. And, you know, talked about cautioning people to, just because you have your cell phone doesn't mean that if you fell or something, it's not going to get kicked across right. the room or um, under the bed if it falls. Because I've had right. that before. It's like, well, where's my phone? You know, I reaching know. for everything that 
just ticks me off more than anything. Mm-hmm. have to call myself to find it. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so we talked about the necklaces, yep. um, the life alerts, or what we talked about a, um, a monitor that they could listen mm-hmm. to her even not being in the same house, but, you know, different safety things. Yeah. Um, those are three different examples right there. Mm-hmm. Well, and remember our friend Mike from um, 4-H, back in the 4-H days, and they what did, they had a garage but that they then converted yep. into an apartment yeah. so that, I don't know if it was his mom or his mother-in-law that ended up living in that, but, mm-hmm. yeah, just there's a lot of different ways to do it. And so this article, I like, I like that it prompted the discussion on um, – some things. And so I don't know if you just want to start and talk about this first one. Yeah. And what I like about this is it actually gives you an approximate cost of doing the conversion. Sure. And there's everything from zero yep. to a couple hundred thousand. Sure. So it's for every budget. Right. Yep. And even the four examples we just gave, <laughs> you know, they're all different. Yep. And it's just, what do you have? I have always thought, well, maybe grandma needs to move in with me. Mm-hmm. But I have an older farmhouse, and sometimes when you have an older house, it's not ADA at all. Right, right. So is it big enough for a wheelchair or a walker to go in? And um, there's so many considerations. There's steps up into the house, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, there's other social factors you got to think about, too. I was just thinking about, um, like, at Grandma's house, they did build a ramp mm-hmm. to be able to get in and out. But then also just... Um, the driveway itself, yep. I think, had to be cleared out because it was not going to be wide enough for ambulance and like emergency vehicles to be able to get through safely. So I think that happened several years ago. Oh wow! And then more recently, still, it's probably been a couple years. Um, so they used to just be their address was just considered North Fork Road. Right. Well, it's an a- it's um, an access road that goes you know that parallels the actual highway, and the addresses got changed, and it all had to do with that emergency response. Oh sure. Um, to be able to basically actually know where the heck you're going. Oh yeah. Yeah. So interesting, but oh, that's really funny. Um, Mike and I had gone up to the North Fork area just mm-hmm. last weekend. We were going to go see if there's any huckleberries. Yeah. And he was talking about the changes in the road names yes and um like if you're logging like he used to for years and years and years you'd go up griffin creek or you go up skookum lane or whatever right. the you know case is but then when they came in they took away the numbers or the names and put numbers yep so he said it was really hard to say well now we're going to go into 907 and he's like what is that and only the old timers knew the actual name like Griffin Creek or any right, of right. that. And he said it was really hard because he knew all of the mountains and the way to get into them. You know, we went up Whale Creek, but there was a sign that didn't say Whale Creek. It said 304, whatever it was. And you're like, what's 304? Yeah, that means I nothing not to me. I know where Whale Creek. Whale Creek is, but I don't know yeah. this. There's a lot back in there yeah. that you can, like, go from Clumpy Falls and end up over more in the whitefish. And yeah, there's just a lot of, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on back there. Yeah, there that is. You probably don't even think, you know, think very close is. to Canada too. It, this is true. If you're bored, you got to drive up to the North Fork. Yep. Go up to the, what is it? The pole bridge, pole bridge and get the huckleberry bear claws. Yes. Ooh. Kevin and I did that last summer. I think it was, yeah, it's probably been that long. Super fun. Um, drove up there. Cause I had obviously back in my childhood been up there but not as an adult that I could remember it's kind of crazy once you get up in there how much is actually going on back there 
it's wild. It is. And there's like, you drive and you're on pavement and then it goes into just like gravel. Washboardy gravel. Yep. And, then, and then, uh, then it'll go back to pavement and yeah. then you can cut over and get through like West Glacier. And yeah, the, it's wild. To the park and everything. Yep. Yeah. So, cool. okay. First example. Um, so basically the scenario here is that uh, Janice's husband died in 2019. Her 1600 square foot three bedroom house felt too big. And so her only child who lived nearby knew that her mother was too vital to think about retirement communities. Mm -hmm. They opted not to go that direction. We wanted her to live well in a smaller space. So anyway, so after some very frank conversations uh, and a couple meetings with attorneys, so these people are doing everything right. Sure. Yeah. Having a really heart to heart and then making sure that all the legalities are taken mm -hmm. care of. Uh, the title to the mom's house was transferred to Marilyn and Kevin, um, the kids, and her assets were shifted to them as well. So they knew that mom could age in place without any bills in a beautiful home built alongside her former house, paid for... Um, by the real estate sale mm. to the kids. So um, so that <laughs> is an arrangement um, like that takes serious trust and faith. So it's not for every sure. family. Yeah. Um, but both uh, parties are free from paying a mortgage because the house swap lifted one of their life's big and biggest burdens for the family. And now she's got a very cool little house next to her loved ones. And so they're saying that the Griffins moved into mom's house. Mom moved into a detached 650 square foot, one bedroom cottage they built in the back lawn. The approximate cost for all of it was $205,000. Wow. So that's really cool for them. Yeah. So the next one that they talk about is, uh, it's titled A Tiny House for Gaga. <laughs> and basically um, the situation was that this, this Peggy had wrapped up her teaching career and knew that Southern California would be too expensive for her to retire. Um, Oregon looked to be cheaper and the allure of living closer to her granddaughter um, seemed like an irresistible thing. So Basically, she went on to offer to watch her granddaughter and any future grandchildren three days a week if she, they would let her roll in a tiny house. So basically, the family, of course, was like, free babysitting? Yeah, let's do this thing. <laughs> so she sold the apartment that she had in Los Angeles and then basically had a tiny house built. Um, she just customized it, made it just exactly what she wanted for all of the little things, built-in dresser, small closet, loads of windows, mm. um, basically had a sleeping loft put in overhead, but then had also the ability to have a full-size pull-out couch for her if, she, you know, when she reached the point that she didn't want to be climbing up and down. So she obviously was still at a place where she was not needing a lot of attention. You know, this was, right. this was still safe for her to do, but right. um, basically... It, she just she designed it also around like an old china cabinet of her grandparents oh, and just totally cool. made it her own. So basically, one of the biggest expenses for that was doing the sewer line and trenching right. to be able to do that. But it, it's just a situation where now this family lives close together. They have the babysitting going on. They have dinner together on Mondays, and it's just a cute little tiny house that they rolled in. Yeah. Um, Essentially, it was a 311 square foot tiny house on wheels, basically, and the approximate cost of it is ninety one thousand dollars. Hmm. It just looks adorable. Yeah, no, yeah. I well, Bailey's that. doing a tiny house on our property. Yeah, that's not cool. as close as it looks like these people are all living, but right, it's mobile. Yeah. Oh, it it's, is. I mean, well, it could be 
I mean, it's not mobile necessarily mobile, like, to mobile, move, to, but it but, could be but moved basically again. at such point that she would be like, I'm out of here. I got to do something else. It could be moved. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, this one's called Dad's Woodsy Refuge. Um, and these are from all over the nation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, so basically, uh, the kids, uh, they bought their um, property and they said that dad needed a safe place because he ended up breaking his hip. Mm-hmm. He, um, he clearly needed a safer place as he got older, so he built the cabin. Mm. So uh, they just put an inexpe- inexpensive cabin out back and... Um, he just loves the drop-ins from the family. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, dad is a hermit and values his privacy. So we had to find a way to give him a great deal of space and also get the construction done. But he really enjoyed the interaction with the people who helped us build it. Um, the work took two and a half years. So they went slow to go fast, mm-hmm. I think. Um, this project brought dad and me closer, she said. They spent a, a bunch of time in the property's wood shop and sometimes eat together we'll usually see each other about five out of seven days a week and we, we think he appreciates the work and the time we put into the cabin and uh that one is a 400 square foot cabin and basically they figured they put seventy thousand dollars into it mm-hmm. wow yeah well then i don't know that we need to go into every one of them like yeah detail detail on it mm-hmm. but there's a lot that you hear about people transforming garages like if you've got a detached garage that can be transformed into kind of that tiny house right um, and not all of them are tiny but then there's also like basement apartments and I I hadn't actually even talked to you about this but um we were visiting with Kevin's brother John and he and his wife I don't know how long they've had their house now um I think Gosh, I think it was probably close to 2020 or something when they bought it. But they bought it knowing that they were going to be doing a lot of renovations to it. And um, it had a basement apartment. And and John's um, wife, Larise, her mother was oh. living with them. I would assume she still is. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so basement apartments are a thing. I've thought about even in our house, what could we do? Uh, you know, when we bought our house a lot of what I wanted on the first floor, cause we're on a huge, like a full basement, but mm-hmm. I wanted everything accessible on the, on the first floor, like, like that ranch house style really kind of where, you yeah. Um, but I know that I've thought about like, if mom ever f- ended up in a position that she needed to be living with us or something, what changes that we could make to it, mm-hmm. um, to be able to make that a better accessible, um, just, yeah, with equipment and different things like that. Awesome. But yeah, I wanted everything on the first floor. So very smart laundry, everything. I don't want to have to climb up and down stairs. Yeah. Yep. Nope. That's very smart. People need to even assume that if you break your leg, mm-hmm. you know, you those stairs are going to be a bugger. Yeah. Or any of that. So there's that. Yeah. They called it Grandma's Glam Garage. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. It makes me think of like she sheds. You know. Yeah. How <laughs> they can make fix them up just so nice. So, so cute. Fun. Yeah. So it's kind of like like the playhouse that we would have dreamed about as kids. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this. Um, the, another example is the downstairs, like you said, the basement. There's a full basement, so they put Grandma uh, down there. But they also said that the approximate cost on that one was nominal, as the unit was tenant ready. Oh, nice! So some of these are costing quite a few thousands, and then this one was just ready to go. Well, and I think John had mentioned on his, um, you know, when you have that basement apartment, if you have family in there, and then if that changes, you still have you still have a basement apartment that you can rent out or do whatever you need to with 
That's awesome. Uh, options for growing your home. Assess, uh, ADUs are an accessory dwelling unit, a separate living area on the same property like we've been talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, addition to the property or the house is the uh, default choice for creating more living space when uh, you don't have a basement or garage. Um, room smart, split up a large room or repurpose an underutilized one, such mm-hmm. as converting a dining room into a bedroom. The tiny home which mm-hmm. we were talking about, is usually prefabricated. And conversions of the garage, like you said, mm-hmm. the basement, the attic, very handy. Yeah, that's awesome. There's basically all kinds of ways that you can um, open up your home and take care of your family because if you don't, you're worse than a, than a non-believer, according to our verse. So don't mess that up. Yeah, that's right. Um, one of the things that I love here is... If you are in a smaller space, there's things that you can do to make it an illusion mm-hmm. of being bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in the one bathroom, they actually made it a vaulted ceiling, and then they put a ceiling window mm. so that the sun could come in and make it look bigger yep. and feel bigger. Yeah. So there's a lot you can do to to make the illusion of bigger. But everybody, we've we've done a podcast on minimizing mm-hmm. your stuff. And this is what they did to be get into these smaller places. <sighs> yes, I, I need to minimize my stuff. Constant battle. It is just there's just always stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe somebody will think of, uh, wow, I never thought about using that room, or we could just easily build a second little room off to the side. Yep. Yeah, so cool. that is that. Oh, what's your grandma saying? What's your parting <laughs> advice or teaching for <laughs> okay, us? Okay, this one is, you look like you've been road hard and put up wet. Oh, boy, I've heard that one before. I don't think yes. it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. enlighten me. <laughs> yes. So any horseman knows if you ride a horse too hard, it can damage it. A horse that's been allowed to run so hard it becomes lathered must be cooled down slowly, brushed, and dried before being put into a stall to rest. Not doing so could result in the death of the horse and in the least could cause pneumonia. Mm. So basically, a person that looks run down and exhausted, me every morning, (laughs) or even sick, may be said to look like this kind of a horse. (laughs) Yep. Sounds about right. Quite disheveled. (laughs) Well, good one, Julie. Thanks. (laughs) I think that's all we have. That is it. This is a quickie but a goodie. And... That was number 101 of our podcast. Crazy. That's wild. Congratulations. Good job, Inga. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you. You See you later. Bye. I have lost good, all my mind a after 100. <laughs> have a good day. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Epaga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 